Moses in the CIA? I'm Moses, Ken Mosesian. And like my ancestor, I'm all about training individuals, teams, and companies how to lead. Now, I've joined forces with the CIA. I'm Dan Crum, known as the CIA. And I can help you win your best deal every time through my sales training, the CIA method. Join us as we talk about topics of life and business from two unique perspectives. Hello, Ken. How are you this evening? <laughs> Dan, I'm fantastic. How are you doing tonight? I am great. Tonight, we are talking about starting over. What is this all about, Ken? Well, Dan, as you know, for those of us uh, in the Christian tradition, this is, uh, this is Holy Week. We're coming up on Easter, and Easter uh, is all about renewal and rebirth and new life and regeneration. And it occurred for me that even outside of a religious context, we could take this on like a, a starting over, almost like a second new year. I know at the beginning of the new year, everyone thought something magic was going to happen. Like 2021, yay, everything bad about 2020 goes away. And obviously, it's not what happened. The, the you know, clock clicked past midnight and, and nothing changed. It's, it was a new year. That's it. And, and I've talked to a lot of people who've had disappointment about their first few months in the new year. Like it just doesn't feel like it's been tracking the way they wanted. And something you and I had talked about at the beginning of the new year was uh, the importance of being able to tie things to events or dates. Maybe it's starting something on a Monday or starting something on the first of the month or starting something you know, on a date that has meaning or significance. And I thought, hey, what better time? Easter. You know, whether it's religious significance or the Easter bunny and jelly beans or some combination thereof, uh, it's certainly a date that brings forth the whole notion of spring, of new birth, of, of winter and darkness ending and light coming to be. And so I thought we'd have a conversation about things that people could do to actually start fresh. If they're feeling like they're off track, like those resolutions that they might have made didn't really work out or aren't working out as well as they want, what could they do to get a fresh start this Easter? Rabbit, rabbit, Ken. Rabbit, rabbit. So that is something that I learned uh, from a friend that they say at the beginning of every month, It's I don't know exactly where it stems from. I was going to look it up, but um, I'm sure it's some sort of tradition that you say rabbit, rabbit to each other. And it's almost like, I won the month. I said it to you before you said it to me. And uh, so I've gotten my family doing that. We've been doing that for a couple of years now. And we're all like waiting if we're up at midnight and we're like, rabbit, rabbit. And we're like, ah, oh, you got me. You got me. But um, this rabbit, rabbit is significant because April 1st is right before Easter, which is a perfect rabbit, rabbit for the Easter bunny. So um, yes, I think it's very similar to what we talked about three months ago, this is starting over with a new quarter. So whether you're in business or whether you break your life down into uh, chunks of time, I've always been a fan of chunking things into threes. So 
simplicity of we have 12 months, quarters, three months, chunk things into three months, you get to start over, you have a new quarter, a new three month span to decide, you know, what you want to do now. And um, I'm a huge proponent of the past doesn't equal the future. Um, I don't think we should spend any time dwelling on what already happened or what didn't go the way we wanted it to. I think you just have a chance now to say, what do I want to happen? And make that new commitment. Somebody came into my office and they looked over at my whiteboard and it says three commitments, one, two, three. And it was blank. And they said, wait, you don't have any commitments right now? I said, no, on Sunday, I start over. I make my new commitments for the week. So today we happen to be filming this on a Sunday. Uh, I will be writing down my three commitments for this week and I get to start over every week. Um, something else we talked about was not having to wait for these significant dates. I think a big thing about starting over is to realize you don't have to wait for the new quarter or the new year or the first of the month or the Monday or Sunday of the month. You can just decide on a random day of the month, you know what, today I'm going to start over. So I love this concept of starting over. Rabbit, rabbit. That's cool. I'm going to use that, by the way, from now on. Uh, the thing that that I love about Sunday nights, and we may have talked about this. I, I did a program called Warrior a few years ago, and there's um, a process that they recommend called the General's Tent. And on Sunday night, you sit down and you write down everything for the week ahead. And you you take all that stuff and you take it from your list. And it's important in this process that you actually write it down with pen or pencil on paper, and then you transfer it into your, whatever kind of a calendar you have, laptop or your, uh, your mobile phone. And when you're done with it, you symbolically tear up the paper or crush it, throw it away. That list is done. The list now lives in time and space. And so every Sunday evening, I have this opportunity to look at the week ahead and not only start fresh, but to give myself a break so that when Monday morning rolls around, I don't have to think about what I have to do. I don't have any of those hair on fire moments where you realize there was a bunch of stuff that you didn't think about. And now Monday morning just becomes like a disaster drill or triage at the ER because all that stuff got taken care of in the calm of Sunday evening, usually with a good glass of wine and some nice music playing in the background. And so to your point, you don't have to wait for a quarter or for the new year or for Easter, but I love the symbolism of what Easter is. I love the symbolism. Here in Phoenix, it, it warmed up. We've had a, a somewhat cool and temperate um, winter. Uh, and today, you know, popped up well above 80 degrees, the birds are singing, bees are buzzing outside, things are in bloom again. You can like literally smell citrus blossoms like perfume in the air. And I, I just was so moved by that thinking, anytime we wanna start over, we can, but man, what a great thing to be able to tie it in um, with the weather and with the seasons and to think of ourselves as having come out of a dark time and being able now to step into the light and being able to declare what we want to give birth to, what we want to regenerate, what we, want, what we want to generate anew from nothing. And that's like the magic of every morning. You can get up and do that every single day 
this is a perfect season to be reminded of that. Anybody who's listened to us before knows that I love, love, love the whole AA concept. I'm sure they didn't originate it, but they definitely love it of one day at a time, right? And one day at a time is a great way to think about you have a chance to start over every single day. And Ken, you said the bees are buzzing, but are the rabbits hopping? Are the rabbits hopping? I looked it up. It's a superstition that's from, it says, Britain and North America, where people feel it's good luck to say it on the first of the month. Um, but yes, I uh, work a lot with athletes, sports psychology. And uh, one of the things that we spend time on once we kind of get past fundamentals is uh, starting over in the sense that we get new games, right? So whatever sport they're in, uh, there's a game, there's a match, there's some sort of comp- competitive thing where there's a score. And at the end, that game is over. And um, while we do spend time to learn from what just happened and reflect back on you know, what we did well and what we can improve upon moving forward, the great news is you get to start over. You have a fresh new game. Uh, if we boil it down, the goal of anybody is like to look at it, let's say a baseball, like inning by inning or out by out or even the ultimate pitch by pitch, right? So there's a chance to start over multiple times. So I think for all of us, um, we need to start with the big picture, right? Like we can go to the new year and go, wow, we're starting over. It's the new year. And then we can start to be even better and say, oh, new quarter, right? New month, new week, new day. But it could be down to like new minute, new hour, right? Uh, The past doesn't equal the future unless you live there unless you spend time just sitting there dwelling on it. So Tony Robbins is saying, how fast does it take? How long does it take to make a change? And he says an instant. It's like a split second, right? You just make a decision. I just decide right now I'm going to do something different. And I jump off of my conditioned programming of doing the same thing over and over. And I just in this moment go, right now, I'm going to decide to do something new. Right now, I'm going to start over. See, I think, Dan, that last piece is the most important one. The, the decision point um, is absolutely critical, but the action that follows it, the inspired action that follows it is the thing that solidifies it. So we can make all the decisions that we want, but if we don't take just a step, like one thing, do something that is concrete to indicate to the universe, to yourself, to whatever, that you are serious about this decision and it's more than just words. Do one thing. W- what might that be? It might be something like getting a whiteboard or getting a notebook and writing down your three commitments or writing down that commitment for the week. It's, I'm going to work on this. This is the change I want to make. Here's step one. And that to me is the piece that I find that most often people miss. It's like, well, I, th- I thought about how I wanted to change. But did you take a single inspired action towards it? You don't have to do the whole thing. You don't have to solve it. You don't, know how, you don't have to know all of the hows about how you're going to get there. All you have to do is take one step. And that one step is going to advance you to a new perspective that you didn't have before. And by doing that, you're going to be able to see things in a new way and discover what that next step is. So Whatever that thing is, whatever the change is that you want to make, whatever the thing is that you want to grow, develop, um, advance, write it down and write down one thing that you can do to move it forward. What's one step that you can take as soon as you're done listening to this that you can, that you can take that will advance that particular item? 
So there's a gentleman from the movie The Secret. His name is John Asraf. And um, a lot of people were critical, as Ken and I were when we talked about that movie and book. I may have been more critical than Ken. But in any case, uh, people were like, it's not that simple. You don't just put an intention out to the universe and it just magically happens for you. And he says, well, it does if you apply the law of Goya, G-O-Y-A, the law of get off your ass, right? Because you got to do something about it. It's not enough to just like make an intention, right? Send it out and then wait for it to happen. You got to do something. And I love the metaphor of, you know, like building a building, but it starts with laying the first brick, right? And so starting over to me is just laying one brick, taking the single step. And I just said, how long does it take to do it? An instant. And to me, that's the most important thing is when the thought comes in your mind, you know what I should do? Do it right then. Apply the law of Goya and do it right then. In most cases, there's nothing preventing you. There's nothing so urgent or important or you're in the middle of something where you can't take that single step or lay that first brick and move in a new direction and start over where once it was just like ah, a consideration, don't just contemplate it. Don't just consider it. Don't just think about it. Just take that first step, take that single action. And that's going to lead you in the direction you want to go. I love this other metaphor of if you look at the path of your life as a straight line and you make one single step, it might be a one degree shift in direction. But if we extend that out, you're at a whole new destination. I love it. But take that first step. So many little analogy stories and everything popping into my mind. I'm thinking about the just like that that degree of change, state change. Um, to go from not boiling to boiling is one degree. To go from not freezing to freezing is one degree. And oftentimes, you don't know how close you are to that state change until you actually arrive at it. But it's that that series of steps that actually gets you there, that gets you all the way to the boiling point, and then you take that one more step and it happens. And so I would further advise like, yeah, write it down when you think of it. Write down that first step you can take. Take that first step, but then take a step after that and one after that and one after that. Don't have to have it all down. All you have to do is literally put one foot in front of the other and take another step. And when that state change happens, you might be shocked or surprised because you didn't necessarily see it coming, but it's one degree. It's just one degree more. And, and that to me is the thing that keeps motivating me and keeps me going, particularly in times when I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm making the progress that I should. I know, I trust that if I just keep taking another step and another step and another step, state change is going to happen and I'm going to get there. So keep that in mind as you're moving through this, because there's no such thing as, as a perfect progression um, that just moves up without any movement up or down. We, we know it's a few steps forward. Sometimes it's a step or two back. We know that sometimes you feel like you're making amazing progress and then it feels like things are just falling apart. Keep taking those steps. It's going to make a difference. I'll just expand on the building piece. One of my clients is a construction company. And one of the most amazing things for me has been to, to witness like the 
the very beginnings of what's going to become a skyscraper. And to actually see a piece of land has to be dug down into deep for a foundation to be laid, steel rebar, concrete slabs, uh, and then to come back up to ground level and then to build up above that. And so if you're struggling with what that thing is, keep struggling, keep digging. Sometimes the idea isn't right there. Sometimes it's not just that you have the idea and you, you haven't taken a step. It's that you don't have the idea yet. But the idea comes when you dig. So mark out some time to do some digging, to do some excavating. Get down there. Get, get down in the hole. And you'll find it. And once you do, then you can build that kind of a foundation that allows you to build story after story after story on top of it. Don't be afraid of the struggle. Do not be afraid to dig and to get dirty because sometimes that's what it takes and it's messy and it doesn't always feel great, but that's the thing that's going to lead you to where you need to be. Autophagy. Autophagy. I think it means cell death or like cell recycling. And the reason I bring that up is because um, one of the systems of eating that I follow is to fast. And I fast every single week for 40 hours. And it is on today, Sunday. So I do Sunday through Monday at whenever I have my first meal somewhere, usually in the afternoon. So in that 40 hour period of fasting, um, they say that cells that were like nearing death die off and healthy cells like use the remnants of what was left over to as fuel to kind of rebuild like so cell death autophagy or like recycling of cells. And I say that because um, one of the greatest things I ever heard was, I think it was Deepak Chopra, and I'm sure he heard this from other people, but he said that we are 100% new individuals with all new cells every seven years. And I'm sure that's a generalization. I'm sure it's not exactly seven. It's different for every person. But the point of that story is that we can start over and realize that we are not the same person we were yesterday, our cells are constantly dying off and new cells are being created and regrown. And they've done studies that show that a lot of times the reason we are like broken records who repeat the same things is because when we follow the same patterns of every area of our life, our cells will duplicate in the exact same way. So by making that shift or making that change or starting something new, we have a chance to recreate new cells to take over for the old cells that will literally produce a new person in us. And given enough time, all of those cells will have died off and you are literally completely a new person. So when you could see it like that, I think it's the greatest metaphor for what we're dealing with with Easter coming up, dying and then resurrecting, being born again. We have a chance to literally be born again um, and we have control over making that happen. We have control in different ways. So I'm not a dietitian, so I'm not recommending you fast Look it up. Talk to your healthcare provider. But with that said, be aware that there are many ways that we can do things, take steps, take actions that will actually impact us becoming new people, being born again and starting over. You're correct, Dan. It's also, it's from the Greek, autophagos, meaning self-devouring, which is kind of interesting when you think about it. Uh, my fasting regimen is a little bit different. I, I eat between noon and 8 p.m. Um, and then during that other, whatever, 18 hours, 
um, or whatever the period of time is, um, this process happens. And there's, it, it's, it's fascinating. You can, um, you can look up what occurs during each hour in terms of cell regeneration, in terms of different body systems pumping different things out. Um, but it's it's fascinating. And like that, Dan said, we're not recommending this. Talk with your healthcare professional before starting any kind of fast or nutrition program. That having been said, uh, it is a perfect analogy in terms of death and rebirth. And, and I think that oftentimes we resist that piece, that sometimes in order for us to grow, a part of us has to die. And that's a normal and natural process. That's not only okay. I found that it's absolutely necessary. I've got to say goodbye to some stuff for new things to happen. I have to say goodbye to bad habits, whether it's you know bad eating habits or not exercising enough in order to get into better shape. I have to say goodbye to negative thought patterns in order to advance and grow. I have to study more about the kind of work that I do so that I can better contribute to my clients. I can't be lazy. Uh, so don't be afraid of the dying. Um, because it's in that that we actually have the opportunity to grow and to experience new birth in everything that we're doing. So that's a perfect segue to let this podcast die off so we can start over with a new podcast next week, make a decision, and then follow through with that decision with a single action. Lay that first brick, take that first step, and you'll be well on your way to starting over yourself. Thank you for listening. To learn more, check out MosesInTheCIA.com. To learn more about Ken Mosesian, check out Mosesian.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, check out DanCrum.com.